Hey everyone, welcome to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast, the only podcast that smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to New Guinea. Was it New Guinea? Yeah. I thought it was Equatorial Guinea. Oh, it might have been. I'll, all I remembered exactly was Guinea, and I just <laughs> figured it was, I knew there was a word before it. <laughs> so you were right, it was Equatorial. <laughs> Scrap the episode, everybody. Going home. And for those of you as fond of not only obscure movie quotes, and Andy Sandberg as my friend Ben. Say hi, Ben. Hey. And myself are. Uh, ben and I are going to be doing that thing we do where we deep dive, also known as... A flood flood light. Light of the 2020 movie Palm Springs that debuted at Sundance Festival and was purchased for a lot of money by Hulu mm, at the festival. A lot of money. I figured I would talk about that now so that you wouldn't be confused later. I no, I, I did a little research. Oh, you and did? I saw that happen. Oh, dang. But now I feel like it's you're. Right. But no, I mean you, you, you've known about this movie longer than I have, and probably just know more about it in general. I've well, only, I've only seen it once. I've only seen it twice. Well, there you go. <laughs> but if you follow us on Twitter, you might have also seen this little trend going along where it was quote this tweet and show us four romantic comedy movies, rom coms, if you will. Uh, to help us get to know you. And I took the liberty of posting that for both of us. And I said us in it, but it was just my favorite four rom-coms <laughs> and amongst hitch. I don't even remember what all four they are actually. <laughs> um, but Palm Springs was one of the four. And I'm and, like, uh, I should probably watch this movie then. <laughs> and before he was even done, he shot me a text saying we need to floodlight this. Yeah. And I was like, I think you're correct. Cause this movie is super, super good. It is. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. <laughs> um, so if you're not familiar with this movie, uh, it's, it's one of those infinite time loop it's situations. It's Day, except the major difference being it's two people's story, not just one. I suppose it's three, but it's really focused on two. Yeah. There's three people caught in this time loop. Um, but same concept of the time loop is a, it's a space you really don't want to be in. Andy Samberg is... Plays a character named Nile, who is at a resort for a wedding, and he, what, I, he he gets caught in an infinite time loop, and he wakes up in the same bed in this hotel with the same crappy girlfriend every single day, and it's implied that it has been many thousands of days. It's been a long like he is when we meet him at the beginning of the movie. It has been a long time to the point where he's just a complete nihilist about everything. He doesn't even remember like what he did professionally before he mm -hmm. was in this time loop. It's been right. like, he doesn't remember things about his life. Mm -hmm. And we don't either as the audience. We yeah. honestly don't know anything about him except what we learn post time loop, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. But, we learn at the very end that he has a dog named Fred. And I think they were kind of playing on that, that we don't really learn anything about him. It's like, <laughs> it never came up. <laughs> <laughs> but then the second character we see, um, who gets introduced into the time loop is a girl named Sarah, who is, she's the sister of the girl who's getting married. Sister slash maid of honor of mm -hmm. the bride, who is named Tala? Tala. Yeah. Tala and Sarah. And Sarah Sarah's the older sister, and like everyone's like, oh, why aren't you married? It's like putting the family expectations on her, and uh -huh. she's very like, She's just not with it, and she hates this day as much as Niles does. Um, 
and they get stuck in it together. Yes. Forever. Accidentally. <laughs> he tells her not to go into that cave and she doesn't listen and she follows him in and she gets stuck in the loop. That's pretty much the premise. And J.K. Simmons is also in the loop. J.K. Um, Simmons plays a guy named Roy who one night, one of the nights at this wedding, Andy Samberg and him did a bunch of drugs and got super drunk and had a great night. And Roy says, I wish this night would never end. And Andy Samberg is like, I can help with that. Come to this cave with me. And then he gets caught in the loop as well. And he becomes extremely angry and vengeful about it. Yes. He shows up every once in a while to painfully kill Niles. <laughs> he comes up with new ways to kill him. Just like he'll show up out of the blue and come shoot him with a bow or run over him with a car <laughs> or blow his head off or whatever. Stick <laughs> his <laughs> testicles to a car battery. You know? <laughs> it's Yeah. Whatever yeah. works. Yeah. So that's essentially a, a mostly spoiler-free recap of what this movie is about. What made you like this movie so much? It was, I mean, for one thing, it's a familiar concept. Like, they're not doing a whole lot new with it. They just put a little bit different of a spin on it. I think that the repeating the same day concept is a lot better if you have multiple characters in it. I, I love Groundhog Day and Bill Murray's great. Um, but you but, need a Bill Murray to pull that off. Yes, you could not. And Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti? Milioti? Milioti, I think. I, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat unfamiliar with her. I've seen her in one show, but she's mostly a stage actress. They're both good, but neither of them are Bill Murray. And, and that's no slight to either of them. No. Bill Murray is one of the goats. Like He's a Mount Rushmore comedian actor. So that's And, and the, the way they set it up works, but it's also, I think, sort of the only thing that's actually wrong with this movie where Andy Samberg is being Andy Samberg. Like he's the lonely Island. He's the person we know. He's just kind of, he's loose and uncaring because he's a little sad. Yeah. But he's just been stuck for so long. And so he's like who we know him as. And Sarah is more of like the person that the audience can attach to because she's a normal person who like we don't start seeing the time loop and its effects until she gets in it. Yeah, we we're and seeing a that's normal how we start, person yeah. go through normal weird things. And, and that's how we start learning about it. And so it's like, oh, well, she's going to be kind of like the main character who we sympathize with and then she disappears for like 20 minutes near the end and it becomes about Andy Samberg again even though we don't really understand him, him understand him as much as a character. But it's also not about necessarily him as a character or the time loop. It's about his grief over losing Sarah. Like at, at its core, this movie is a rom-com. It is. Yeah. Oh, it definitely. And a so, for and so him revealing the, the fact that they had been intimate before she mm-hmm. became aware of the time loop. And that was a big deal. Um, that was their falling out and there needed to be reconciliation essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get that, but um, it was just a little bit jarring. Like I didn't feel particularly connected with him as a character for a lot of sure. the movie. And it was a little odd when, and they're trying to do like really dramatic stuff and that's not really who he is as an actor. Um, but I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's a minor nitpick. I'm not saying this like ruins the movie. It's still, it's, yeah, still it's very, just like very the good. first thing we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you what you liked about the movie and immediately went into like, cri- And I told criticisms. you what I liked, how it's structured. And then that just so happens that that's a little bit of a problem too. But no, that, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's it's a catch twenty two. But 
No, the stuff that works really well is um, how just uncaring and nihilistic he is. It's funny, his name is Niles, and he's a nihilist. I think they did that on purpose. Uh, But you go through the same stages that they did in Groundhog Day, where it's like the panic, like, try to get out of here. I'm going to drive somewhere far away or stay awake all night so I don't wake up in the same place again. That doesn't work. And then you start to learn about, like, what, what the rules are and how you can just keep repeating with no consequences. So it's like, oh, let's just start doing crazy stuff and just have fun. And you also go through the trying to kill yourself to get out of it and the depression phase. And um, it, yeah, I mean, that, that, that stuff was probably like the best comedy where they're just like playing with the environment and living a consequence-free life. Like they that's the stuff show that up to a bar me. in jean jackets and do a dance routine and flip everybody off. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And it's great. They don't like just stay at the same location. It's like they, yeah, they go to like the bar. There's the guy who owns the shooting range mm-hmm. and they know his life story. <laughs> like, I'm your son. Niles, yeah, Niles at the end. He's like, I'm your son. And he just believes him. I always knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the funniest scene is? Um, I probably laughed the hardest when he's telling her about all the different people he's hooked up with while he's, um, been stuck in the time loop. That was probably the biggest laugh for me. Oh yeah. But she doesn't know whether to believe him or not because <laughs> he could just be lying about all this, which turns out he is lying about something really he's lying big. About something really yeah. big. Yeah. She is too. What was she lying about again? Well, who she had been intimate with that she was keeping a secret. It wasn't him. Okay, that was... Are we getting into the spoiler section sure. of the show? Yeah. So it is revealed that Sarah is hates this place a little extra because she wakes up every morning in her little sister's fiancé's bed because she has had an affair with him. And she wakes up every morning to that fact. And that is kind of torturing her. Okay, I am a complete idiot because I thought that that like shifted and changed to that at some point. I thought like as a some kind of con- cosmic consequence oh. for her and Andy Samberg finally getting together that she wakes up in this more nightmare scenario. Oh, like no. I thought that's what was happening. No, no, no. That's how I interpreted it. You were wrong. Because, like, yeah. Hmm. I guess that makes more sense now. Yeah. But. You know, like, they never, like, hesitated in her room. Like, they only ever showed her waking up. Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, the lighting looked different and the environment looked a little bit different. She was laying on the other side. She she rolled over. <laughs> so they always, they always filmed it from her laying on her right side, and then that scene, she was on her left side. Yeah. So that's, that's like, what tipped me off into thinking that it like changed something because yeah, her like, cause then the next morning her whole mood and her whole demeanor like shifts. So I thought yeah. that was the explanation for it. It was no, it was just, I mean, it was just her kind of breaking. I think most days it was implied that she like snuck out before that happened, mm-hmm. but whatever, for the reasons from what happened the night before she was comfortable staying in bed a little longer. Cause she was just like cozy, you know? And, mm-hmm. So it happened. And so maybe that's what, maybe that's why. But every day she was waking up in that. Okay. Well, that makes so much more sense. So <laughs> I'm, I'm dumb. Oh, you're not dumb. Thought I'd have more to say. but <laughs> Okay. So 
here's a question for you. Let's put your let's get past how dumb we are and uh, put our science glasses on. How did you feel about this taking a not necessarily because Groundhog's Day is more mystical, right? Yes. Yeah. And how did you feel about this taking on a very scientific like what did she call it? A cube of energy and we just need to blow up the cube of energy. Right. She, she becomes a scientist, uses her time, the time loop to become a like quantum physicist. And maybe studies for like a year or something. How yes, long? It's un- yeah. And because that's happening the same for the amount of time that she and Niles are broken up. Yeah. So that must be like a long time if she's learning all of that. But <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you don't think she'd get to that level of like, talking to scientists in like a couple weeks, right? Like right, it'd be a yeah. while. You have a lot to get through. But anyway, continue. Oh, so how did you feel about it like moving into like a scientific answer for a mystical problem? I was okay with it. Like it gave them a re- like a way to actually break it. Yeah. And because you need that as the plot device for them to have that tension and that choice of do we just stay here together uh-huh. or do we break out and risk like making everything? Cause they even say like, we don't know what's going to happen if we break this, like we can break the loop, but does that mean we're like going to die? Does that mean we're going to just get shoved into different places and different times from each other? But I was or are we just going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind. Um, I wasn't quite feeling it as much as I probably should have, or was meant to on that final scene when, um, like when she's about to go in and, like blow it up. Um, and Andy Samberg's doing like the get back together speech. Uh-huh. I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling that. I don't well, it's not a necessarily ooey gooey, like romantic thing. Like it's, it's more of a real life, like cynical people who have, are in a crappy situation that are accepting the fact that they're in love. And like, she asks like, why, like, what if we get sick of each other? And he says, we're already sick of each other. It's the True. best. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Why were there dinosaurs? That's what they I never was, explained uh, that. I actually almost Googled it this time. I was like, what the heck was because the Because they're both about? in the time loop and when they escape from the then they never explain it. I don't think there necessarily was a reason. I just think it was. I think that was in the Wikipedia summary. Like the summary was super short, but then the last sentence is like, and there are dinosaurs. Like why? Let's see what the website, the rap has to say about it. it. Isn't Palm Springs, isn't there like some giant dinosaur statue or something? I couldn't tell you. I think think that's a thing. Last time I was in Palm Springs, I was maybe six or seven and I was on the news. Oh, yeah. That's it was exciting. snowing and I got interviewed about it and I was like, like, hey, it's snowing. What do you think? This is dope. I was like, never going to see snow here. This is awesome. Those are the words you said. I, I think I said it's like a once in a lifetime experience. I was like seven. <laughs> and you've never seen snow since then. I was I this is when I still lived in California. So like, I literally. Yeah. Oh, I, sure. Yeah. It, like legitimately might have been the first time I saw snow. What a special moment. It was freaky. So the rap has this to say about the dinosaurs. My first thought was that they were hallucinating as they shared their desert drug trip. You might think it would be weird that they hallucinated the same thing, mm-hmm. but that is a thing that's been known to happen during a shared trip. So okay. I, I guess no one thinks it means anything, I guess. It's just on, it's, it would seem weird for it to be symbolic 
in a movie that, like you said, it moved into the more, well, this is a hard physical science explanation for it, you know? You were right. Palm Springs has some very large dinosaur sculptures. Right. So if you're going in a symbolic angle, I guess I get it. It's just that kind of clashes with the, we have a real world explanation for this time loop. Do you feel I, <laughs> Time is freaky. Maybe it's pulling things from the past as well. And it's a good thing they destroyed it. One other thing, um, the very first thing we see in the movie, the first shot, the is goat, the goat. Does that imply somehow this is cyclical? Because the way that they, that uh, Sarah tests the, the cave thing. Remember she sends the goat in strapped with the bomb. Yeah. I think it was just a reference to the fact that the goat is going to play a role in the movie. I don't, I don't think it, there's any greater meaning to it than that. I, I was just like, maybe is this some cyclical thing that he's going to get stuck back in again sometime. Oh, I don't think he's ever going back in any cave. I just think you're overthinking that specific part about it. <laughs> I think it's just, you're forcing content, Ben. No, it's just like that's the first thing you have in your movie. Like uh, it's gonna mean so, it's not gonna be completely meaningless. Yeah, it meant that the goat played a role in the movie later. Yeah, I I missed the like I misunderstood the biggest plot twist of the movie. So don't listen to a single <laughs> thing I say. I don't. No, I think I don't think you were wrong. I think we were both wrong, and we met halfway. Oh, really? Yeah, because I said, no, that's how it was every morning. But then we came around and it was like, there are no, differences. Like, yeah, there are, there are differences. Like, it was different this morning because she didn't sneak out before that he could talk to her. I, I just think your explanation probably makes more sense because, like, just because they don't explain it at all. Like, they never, ref she, she's never like, oh, well, things are different now. Like, things changed once we got together. Uh -huh. If that makes sense. So it does make more sense that, um, it was something that was just, it was the case all along. Uh, it just wasn't made all yeah. that clearly. In a movie where that's it's pretty spelled out and pretty easy to follow with everything else. Sure. There's nothing confusing about it. It's just that, yeah. that part was a little bit muddled. Yeah. But. Do you want to know my big, biggest nitpick? What's your biggest nitpick? That his friend Jerry didn't really play much of a role. I don't even remember Jerry. <laughs> he was the guy who greets him in the pool. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ask me tonight, <laughs> anything could happen. You know, Anything does happen. Um, it was just like, you know, like you, like you were saying, like Andy Samberg, you didn't necessarily connect with his character. Maybe he should have mm -hmm. had one or two more scenes with Jerry where like his apparently a really good friend of his that like makes him a little more human or mm -hmm. you can connect with him a little better or something like that. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I think the it works pretty well because it's like they're trying to imply that he's been here so long that like he's not really who he was anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. Like he's forgotten a lot about his real life, so it's mm -hmm. like he's just this kind of bland person who doesn't care about anything and is just trying to get through another day. I do I do love how the first time we see him going through the day, we don't know that it's a time loop. Yeah. You're just like, okay, what is up with this guy? He's just this weird person wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts at a wedding. And then he steals the uh, maid of honor speech. And, and kills makes, it. And kills it. making something up. <laughs> and then just like goes after Sarah super confidently. And you're like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. I did the, the first time Sarah's going through the time loop when, 
um, how just everything spirals out of control so fast. How her sister comes running out and then trips and breaks her teeth. teeth. <laughs> Gosh, that was funny. This dentist glues teeth. <laughs> it's hard to put like coherent thoughts together about this movie because it's it's a start and stop thing. Each day is its own thing, and I bet that made it pretty easy to film. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like okay, well, it's Andy, all in literally the same place. Yeah, it's like okay, Andy, come in today. We're gonna shoot all the scenes for the movie where you're waking up. Like where this, mm. like you get to wear the same thing the whole day. Like it's you know like that's like between the wake up scenes and her, Sarah's wake up scenes, that's like a fifth of the movie that you've. It's true. You could yeah. film in one day pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Set and all that stuff stays exactly the same. You can keep the camera in the same place mm-hmm. for the whole time. Also, the part where, uh, like, every time he decides to just break up with his girlfriend in the morning, mm-hmm. he's like, he says the same thing that she says and freaks her out. <laughs> <laughs> so pretending that you know everything. <laughs> we should break up. Good stuff. You don't like me. <laughs> How are you doing that? She was just so dramatic in such a perfect way for how over this world he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we never... He has zero loyalty to her at this point. We don't get any branch of the timeline where he's like trying to make things right or make it work. He is just completely over he's it. He's over it from day one. And that's the worst kind of purgatory is to just keep waking up in that situation and not being able to leave. <laughs> well, you even see it like as you keep going. Like even at the beginning, he still wakes up and says, that's a good leg. Yeah. And then <laughs> even that four days in, like... he's just turning over. <laughs> or how... Uh, it's, it's a point where Sarah just like walks into the room yep. first thing. Everybody's like, who is this? It's like, oh, I'm breaking up with you. Are you cheating on me? No, you're, you're cheating chilling on, on You're cheating on me, Tommy. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie? I recommended it to you. I recommended it to a lot of people, actually. it's I, I really like this movie. Very good. Um, not perfect, but. What is? What is perfect? No, yeah. I exceeded my expectations. Because I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't know it was a time loop movie when I started watching it. Oh, really? I literally just, I literally, the only thing I knew was Andy Samberg. And then it was a rom-com. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. The time loop thing completely caught me off guard. <laughs> so maybe that's a good way to go into it. Yeah. So don't listen to this podcast. Don't listen to this podcast. And don't know, know that, that it's, it's a time loop. Yeah. There is no, there's no time loop. Time completely works Completely linear story. Yes. It's perfect. What would you do if you got caught in a time loop? I was which, thinking about this. Which kind of thread would you follow? Would you be more like trying to escape and find a way out or the more just go do crazy things? Honestly, the way I am, I would really, really enjoy it for like maybe 200 days. Mm-hmm. Like for 200 days, I would have a great time. And then after that, I would get... I'd, pro- I'd probably handle it a lot like Andy Samberg did. And I probably wouldn't end up working out a way to like get out of it just because I'm yeah. not that smart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd probably just have a good time and kill myself a lot. I felt everything I'm ever going to feel. And now I can't feel anything. I will never feel anything again. Yeah. It's perfect. What are you, what are you serving him? <laughs> That's his first drink. <laughs> Right, and how everyone's reaction to everything that happens is completely caught off guard. Because to them, it's just yeah, a normal day. Yeah, that's what makes it work so well. But yeah, yeah. solid recommendation. Um, Thank you. Quick, it's a 
quick watch. It's it's yeah. super short. Very fast. It doesn't waste your time. No, I, I like that about it. Ironic. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be back with you on the other side of this break with a Weiwa. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is that time of day where we're going to do a Weiwa. And today it is Ben's privilege to tell us all about how he's liking Desperate Housewives of Orange County. Ha! Good one. So what do you think, Ben? Um, however good what are you it, watching? However good it is, I'm sure it's not as good as WandaVision. Oh, um, Ben watched WandaVision. So is this part of your, I, I, uh, yep, part of your Marvel binge? I am continuing my lagging behind binge of all things Marvel. Uh, I know, I know this came out a year, like over a year ago. Did it really? It's, yeah, it was 2021, but it was like, uh, I guess I early should know that. I wasn't even living where I, I live now mm-hmm. when that show came out. Yes. Uh, so this is still fairly fresh off of like the end of the infinity saga. Um, they, they, they had Spider-Man far from home. And then this, I believe that's the, um, well, there's a the, pretty good gap between out. those. Right. Um, Spider-Man far from home. Very good too. I, oh, you I got re- there? Yes, I really liked that one. Um, look at me reviewing movies that came out two years ago. Shout out to Zendaya. Uh, but no, WandaVision is very good. Uh, first of all, dealing with a couple of characters we haven't gotten to know very well, and that's a real strength of what they're able to do now that some of the bigger names are out of the way. And they have TV as an asset as well. Yes. Like they don't have to make a movie for Wanda. We, we have spent now like as much time, almost as maybe not as much, but in the same neighborhood of time with Wanda as we have with like Captain America. Yeah. Um, just time wise. Uh, What's the episode? The show's nine episodes, 10 episodes? It's nine. Nine? And each episode's um, like 45 minutes it's, long? It's at least half hour. So it's like between 30 and 50 minutes. But this show works on a couple of different levels. Like, the first concept of like when you get introduced to it, how it's literally just like a sitcom yeah. and you have no idea what's happening. It all works so well comedically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's legitimately funny sitcom episodes and like black and white and the old style. And then when you, you slowly start to get the breadcrumbs of what's going on and like everything's not right here. And then diving into like a character study of uh, Wanda and because she's someone you haven't really spent much time with before. And you realize like sort of the, the grief and the darkness that she has um, and is kind of torturing other people with it now. Uh, and it's good to see some of the old faces. Um, Jimmy Woo. Oh, uh, yeah. The FBI agent. Um, Kat Dennings as well. Yeah. No. Or Darcy. I, I, is I, that her character? Yeah, name? she didn't. I've never really been a fan of her character. It's like every time she yeah. saps the energy out of every scene. Her voice. Um, I, I don't know. No hate on Kat Dennings, yeah. I guess. she's. I do have a question. Uh, are we supposed to know who Monica Rambeau is? Oh. Um, because she so, shows up and you think you know who she is and then she suddenly has powers that so, we didn't know about. So she's not, um, she's not a character we've seen before, but she's the daughter of a character we've seen before. I just yeah, can't remember who. It's, it's, uh, it was uh, Carol Devers' um, yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I understand that. And uh, so that's that she's not. So she got caught in one of like the loops. Right. And she came, comes back with powers and she's, she's a character from the comics. I, I don't remember. I knew more about it when the show was coming out. Cause I was like, 
I, I read something about it. But she plays a character who has powers, who is closely tied to that of Captain Marvel. Okay. I don't remember enough. I don't remember that much about it. Just they give literally zero explanation to it. Oh, no. It's like, it's she, distract- she's she's going to show up. It's again. distracting because this main story is like so good and so engaging. Uh-huh. And it's like, I don't, I get it. You're trying to plug in your different, different parts of the MCU here and do your building for the future. But yeah, you know, I, I didn't need it, honestly. How did you feel about the, uh, it was Agatha all along song? That was funny. Wasn't that great? She, 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 Catherine Hahn was so good. She's so good. She was so good in this. She's good in everything. Both with every like period piece character she is, and then is just as a witch who's just yeah. maniacal and just completely hamming it up. Uh-huh. I'm pretty um, sure she directed a few episodes too. That that would make sense. I think she directed that specific episode. Are are we gonna see Vision again? I, I, I it think, sounds like we're gonna see White Vision. Yeah, I I I think they gave such a fitting and emotional end to his character. I think they should have just left that as it was, but you know, yeah, they need to make a show money. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think we'll get like a true vision anymore. It's been a while since I watched the show. I haven't rewatched it since it was coming out, but, uh, yeah. How did you feel about this? Like really interesting look at a different side of Marvel with magic and like a traumatized character dealing with grief. And then, the last episode just being a big CGI fight. Yeah, I, I, it's the different the looks at different characters, kind of darker and more tortured characters. That's probably that's a fine direction to go in because we've hit the biggest climax you possibly can with like Infinity War and Endgame, mm-hmm. and so we need to start doing different things now. And this is different. You realize like she's not so much a hero as someone who's still trying to figure out who she is and what her place in all of this is. And I'm, I'm interested to see. Where it goes in the future. So you like the show? Yeah. Oh, very, very, very good. It works on both like uh, the superficial level with the comedy shows, the period comedy shows that get produced. And then as you go along, you get more engaged with the character stuff that's going sure. on. So, yeah. And uh, you know Wanda's going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. Right? I have heard. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that will work. You've got some catching up still to do. Though. I do. Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi. I have seen... Um, you have seen Black Widow. I have seen Black Widow, and I've seen uh, oh, Black Widow is more of a Pre- anthology yeah. piece, yeah. And then Falcon the Winter Soldier as well. But um, we still have Loki, Hawkeye, and, and Hawkeye, yeah, and the new Spider Man, and the new Spider Man, which you do need to watch, like for the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I'll get there. Doctor Strange is in the new Spider. I'll get there. Well, I feel, I feel the- so. I feel so culturally irrelevant talking about things that were popular over a year ago. Yeah. I mean, it's Marvel. Don't go bad. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in the fridge forever. You in the deep freezer. Marvel's the sauce. Out, shove it, shove it in the microwave. <laughs> it's always good. That's all I got on WandaVision. Well, all right. Thanks for tuning in today. I uh, hope you enjoyed our conversations about a movie that uh, Ben and I both love in Palm Springs and a show that I used to love but haven't even thought of in a long time and that Ben recently watched in WandaVision. Uh, you summed that up super well. Thank you. Um, follow us on Twitter at We Did Not Watch It for episode drops and things we find interesting. And like, subscribe the, to the podcast if you want to. If you like the episode, you might as well. We post every Saturday morning. 
Saturday morning pod. B. Bye.